Lucia and Punchinella looked out of the window of Eli's workshop. Like other Wemmicks, they were wooden people. But unlike other Wemmicks, they weren't standing in line in the village below. Look at them! Punchinella exclaimed. I don't understand it, Lucia wondered. Why would anyone want to paint their nose green? Because everyone else is, Eli responded without looking up from his workbench. Punchinella didn't understand. What do you mean? Everyone wants to look like everyone else. Sometimes it's square hats. Sometimes it's tall shoes. Last year's big thing was yellow ears. And now it's green noses. Everyone wants a green nose. Does a green nose make you smarter? No. Does a green nose make you stronger? No. Does it make you faster? (laughs) Then what does a green nose make them? Eli looked up and smiled. Greener. But a smile left as he looked out the window at the long line of Wemmicks. They think they will be happier if they look like everybody else. But I made them different in purpose. Freckles, long noses, bright eyes, dark eyes. These were my ideas. Now they all want to look the same. Not me, said Lucia. I'm happy the way you made me. Me too, agreed Punchinella. I don't need a green nose to feel special. Then he paused and looked at the village below. But I would like to see a green nose close up. Do you want to go, Lucia? Eli smiled as the two went to leave. Just remember, I made you different on purpose. From street level, it looked even longer, the line looking for green noses. Punchinella and Lucia worked their way to the front of the crowd. As one woman after another stepped forward to get their nose painted green. It's the latest thing, barked a wimmick on the sidewalk. Don't be the only wimmick with a plain nose. Who's that, said Punchinella. Lucia shrugged. I don't know. Why, that's Mr. Willie with it, said another wimmick from behind him. Does he run the nose paint shop? Asked Punchinella. More than that, said the wimmick. Painted nose, they were his ideas. So were the square hats and the tall shoes and the yellow ears. New things are his thing. He decides what's with it. Isn't he the best? Lucia and Punchinella took a good look at this tall wimmick with his deep voice, big smile, tall hat, green bow tie that matched his oh-so-green nose. And both were thinking the same question, but Lucia asked it. Who made him the new thing picker? 
The woman looked puzzled like he'd never been asked that question before. Well, I don't know. He always has. Then his eyes brightened. Wait, look, here comes a newly painted nose. Oh, said the Wimmicks. Ah, said the other Wimmicks. The just-painted Wimmick didn't stop to speak. He just kept his nose in the air and kept walking. All the green-nosed Wimmicks did this. After all, who could see your green nose if it wasn't in the air? But walking around proves pretty difficult with your nose in the air. You can walk into doors. Or you can trip over leads. Or you can walk into walls. It's really not easy walking around with your nose in the air. And then someone said, step back, step back. It was the mayor. Make way every Wimmick. My wife is coming in for a touch-up. With one hand, he waved back the citizens. With the other, he guided her through the crowd. Horrible, just horrible, she cried, covering her nose with both hands. I chipped some paint and I bumped into a tree. Now the real me is showing. Oh, how horrible, how horrible. As the crowd passed, Lucia shook her head. Such a fuss over a green nose. Yeah, agreed Punchinella. You'll never catch me in that nose shop. Ah, Punch, I was hoping you would go. Punchinella recognized the voice immediately. Twiggy, he said, all high-pitched. And he looked at the wide-eyed, sweet-smiling Wimmick. His ears began to turn red because they always did when he saw Twiggy. And he reached and he covered them up. Why don't you paint your nose, Punch? I painted mine. Everyone else is painting theirs. Besides, you'd look so good in green. Twiggy reached up and touched the tip of his nose. You're so cute. With that, she turned and said, bye-bye. And off she went. Punchinella moved one hand from his ear to his nose. He turned and he looked at his reflection in the shop window. Lucia had to grab his hand to get his attention. Come on, Punchinella, let's go. As he walked past the store, he noticed Willie with it examining his nose in a handheld mirror. Later at home, he did the same. And he noticed for the very first time how pale his nose was. The next morning, Punchinella was walking down the street with his friends, Splint and Woody. Are you really thinking about it, Woody said. Well, sort of, said Punchinella. They say it stings when they put the paint on, said Splint. It stinks, said Woody. The brush could get in your eyes, Woody continued. And it comes off with sandpaper, said Splint. Shh, Punchinella put his finger to his lips and pointed to a large crowd that were meeting in the square. Something's going on, he said. The mayor was standing on a platform. His wife, wife, nose, recently painted, was on one side of him, and Willie with it was on the other side. Welcome one and all to the first meeting of the Nosy Wimmicks Club, he announced. 
Your glistening green sets you apart as with it wimmicks. As if on cue, the wimmicks began to stroke their green noses. You are classy, you are keen, you are awesome, you are green. You are classy, you are keen, you are awesome, you are green. Proud of his poetry, the mayor smiled and the wimmicks applauded. We owe it to Willie with it, he shouted over the noise. The pioneer of the painted snout. Everyone applauded even louder. People love me because of this green nose, one said. I have more friends because of my green nose, someone said. With a green nose, I'm a better wimmick, someone else said. The mayor hung a medal around the neck of Willie with it. You have changed the face of Wimmicksville. We salute your brilliance. Without you, we would look, we would look, we would look. And he pointed in the direction of Punchinello and his friends and said, we would look like them. And everybody started laughing. Let's hear it for Willie with it, the Wimmick who discovered the cure for the common nose. As the townspeople shouted and applauded, Woody, Splint, and Punchinella quickly turned and walked away. They didn't stop until they were right at the front of the queue in the shop, and they got their noses painted. Hey, Punchinella, asked Squint, pushing his nose upward. Am I doing it right? Uh, Sorry, I really can't see you, Splint, because I have my nose in the air as well. Phew, this is tough work, Woody thought, trying to walk around. You don't only have a green nose, but you have to kind of walk weird. With this, uh, Woody said, yes, but it doesn't feel great to be with it, does it? But for a few days, they kind of did. They hung out with green noses, and they made their weekly visits to the nose curist for a nose polish. They bought nose gloves for the cold weather. They bought nose brellas for the Northern Ireland summer. All three read Willie with its new book, Winner by a Nose. Most of all, they enjoyed looking down their noses at all the plain nosed wimmicks. One day, when they were feeling particularly smug, Splint said to Punchinella, I just cannot imagine not having a green nose. Punchinella agreed. Anyone without a green nose is so, they're just so, so what? A voice interrupted. It was Lucia. Punchinella was embarrassed. I haven't seen you in a while, he said. You haven't seen anyone in a long time, she replied, except yourself. He started to speak, but he didn't. He was bothered by what she said. And he was even more bothered by what he saw. He saw it the next morning as the three were walking into Wimmicksville. Standing on the other side of the road was a Wimmick with a red nose. He needs to get with it, Woody said. He is with it, somebody else said. Then a third and a fourth Wimmick was seen with red noses. By the time they got to the village, they were surrounded with red noses. And those whose noses weren't red were in line to have them painted. Step right up, shouted Willie with it from the steps of his store. Green noses are out and red noses are in. But we just get our nose painted green, they told him. No problem, he replied. 
Our red will cover your green. Step right up and get in style. Nope. Uh, the three friends looked at each other and we thought we were in style. Woody said, what could they do but stand in line and have their nose painted red? For a few days they fitted in again until one morning they saw a wigging blue wimmick. Oh no, they said to each other, not again. So they changed colors. But it was only for a short time until blue noses were out and pink noses were in. Then pink was out and yellow was in. Then yellow was out and orange was in. Soon Punchinella and his buddies had so many layers of paint on their noses that they couldn't remember what they really looked like. This has to be the final color, they said the day they walked out with orange noses. But once again they were wrong. I'm so tired of this, Woody moaned as he looked up and saw a purple painted nose. I wish my nose was common again. The three sat on a rock and hung their heads. Me too, agreed Punchinella. I should have listened to Eli. You think he would help us? Why don't you ask him? All three turned at the sound of a familiar voice. Lucia, they said. He asks about you every day, she told them. Is he really mad? Punchinella wondered. Sad, Lucia said. Sad, but not mad. Punchinella looked upwards towards Eli's house on the hill. He told me to tell you to come. Lucia spoke again. Could I take my friends? Punchinella asked. Of course. Would you go with me? Certainly. And so the four began the long walk up the hill to Eli's house. Up they walked with Punchinella feeling just a little bit nervous because he did say when he left Eli's that he would never get his nose painted green. When they reached the top of the hill, Eli stepped out of the workshop and began walking around them. He met them in the yard one by one and he examined their noses. Been trying to fit in, eh? Punchinella nodded. Did you succeed? Not really. Every time we got close, someone changed the rules. That's the way it is, Punchinella. And my neck hurt from sticking my, na- and my nose up in the air so much, Woody added. You weren't built to walk around that way, Eli said. We just want to be ourselves again, Splint said. I'm glad to hear that, said Eli. Can we? they asked. Of course you can, Eli replied. I'll always help you to be who I made you to be. Then he reached in his pocket And he pulled out a piece of sandpaper. But it's going to take some time, he said. And so Punchinella and his friends followed their maker into the workshop where he spent the rest of the day removing the paint. It hurt to be sanded, but it was worth it to feel normal again. Now, boys and girls... And teenagers, mums and dads, and grannies and grandas too. What's Max Licado on about in this story? Two very brief things that seem very obvious. Our readings today bring us to the two points that come out of the story. 
Lucy came up and read a lovely little section from Romans 12 because it gives us great insight to what it's like to be children. And what I'm learning after three and a half years with your mums and dads and grannies and grandas, yeah, children. What's like to be human is this. We all want to be like everybody else. In the story, it was a green nose, then it was a blue nose, then it was a pink nose, I can't imagine the pink one, orange nose, yellow nose, all those kinds of things, just trying to fit in. And with you, it might be the next games console that you have to have before everybody else gets it or because everybody else has got it. It might be that they've all got a BlackBerry and you don't have a BlackBerry. It might be they've all an iPhone and you don't have an iPhone or an iPad and they don't have an iPod. So many pressures on us to just look like everybody else. They've got a One Direction t-shirt, mummy. They've got a Justin Bieber t-shirt, mummy. They've got, I want, all the pressures are always to be like everybody else. But in those verses in Romans 12, Paul said to us, don't be like everybody else. Don't be like everybody else. Don't conform to everybody else. Find out what God wants you to be. Eli in our story is the symbol of God. He made us as we are. And I'm looking out right now and boy, did he make us different. I'm not going to get personal this morning. But if I look around here, the amazing thing is that not one of you, not too many twins in, is there? Not very many of you look exactly alike because God decided he'd like variety. He wanted you to have blonde hair and he wanted you to have black hair and he wanted you to have curly hair and he wanted you to have straight hair. That's why we make straighteners for the ones who have curly hair and we curl the hair of the ones who have straight hair because we want to conform. We don't want to be what maybe God wants us to be. And the crucial line, I think, in the story was near the end there because Eli, when they came back up the hill, said to them, who I made you to be and who I can help you to be again. Because when Jesus came and died for us on the cross and was raised to life again and showed us how to live like God wanted us to live, he was saying, this is how I've made you to be and I want to, through Jesus, change you back into who I made you to be. Don't conform to everybody else. That's an important story for boys and girls in school when you're under pressure to be like everybody else. But it's also an important story and message for the adult children like me who still think they need to think and be like everybody else. The other story that Jonathan read was about Samuel. And Samuel was sent to get a king. And he thought he knew what a king would be like. He would be big and he would be strong and he would... And yet God said when all the guys come out that should have been king, ah, no, I haven't picked them. And he picked the wee young one, David, who was up in the fields away up there being a shepherd because he said, I don't look in the outward appearance. I look at who you are inside. It's not about looking like everybody else. It's not about all the things that everybody else thinks brilliant. You might sit there and think, well, I'm not great at that and I can't jump that far and I can't be in the sports team and I can't get all these star GCSE point, whatever those are, first degree honors, or I can't, I've never elected an elder. Or... And God's saying, it's not about all those things. It's about who you are that I made you to be and that I'm loving you into being through what Jesus has done for us. So this week, I want you to imagine, are we wooden people? Are we running around looking at everybody else thinking I'd like to be like them? And then when you get that phone, you can be sure the next phone's out. Are we a wee bit like Punchinella, who eventually says, I'll become like everybody else? 
Or are we going to be who God made us to be? Are we going to be content in who God made us to be? And who he's changing us into being because of this great story that we celebrate in songs and readings and sermons and what we learn out in Bible class or at Download or at Evolve or at home groups, that God has come back into the world in Jesus to fix us back from the conforming people we so easily become into being who he made us to be and who he's loving us into being. Let's pray together. God, as we follow this story, we see ourselves. No matter what age we are, we're always comparing ourselves to other people, wishing we were other people, trying to be other people, trying to keep up. And you're there waiting for us like the prodigal son to just return into your arms and be who you've made us to be, all different, all with different purposes and tasks and gifts, and who you're redeeming us to be, changing us into being through what Jesus has done for us. We pray that we would be like Punchinella near the end of the story. We're like the prodigal son. We would come to your senses and not try to conform to the pattern of this world or look for the things that the world looks for, but that we would be content and at peace in who you've made us and who you want to love us into being again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.